There is a great deal of confusion about the Holy Spirit. Who or what is He? What is His ministry in the world today? How does one even get the Holy Spirit? Today, on Enjoying the Journey, we learn what Jesus taught about the Holy Spirit. What better way to learn about the Holy Spirit than to learn from the authoritative words of Jesus Christ Himself? Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. Imagine spending 40 days with the resurrected Christ. That's exactly what the disciples got to do. In Acts chapter 1, they are looking at the Son of God with holes in His hands, with nail prints in His feet. They are looking at the one who has been crucified, buried, and risen again. I tell you, that is powerful. Somebody said, oh, if we, if we had that opportunity, we would have what we need. Oh, I got one better than that. That same Christ ascended to heaven and sent his spirit to live in our hearts. He didn't leave us without power. He gave us his power for the day and age that we live in. We return today to Acts chapter 1 where the Bible says in verse 3 that Jesus showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. You see all three members of the Godhead here, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The promise was the person of the Holy Spirit. The promise was the power that these disciples and every follower of Jesus desperately needs. We need God, friends. So in that context, we come to Acts chapter 1, verse 6, where the Bible says, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? They still didn't understand. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Two kinds of power today. Did you see them? There's a great contrast here. There's a power in verse 7, and there is a power in verse 8. The power in verse 7 is the power that belongs to God alone. And the power in verse 8 is the power that God shares with us. Aren't you glad God shares? So think of it this way. There's a power that you cannot have, and there is a power that you must not miss. Let's talk first of all about the power you cannot have. It's found in verse number 7, and it's in relationship to their question about uh, the timetable, the divine timetable. Lord, is is this when you're going to set up your kingdom? Is this when you're going to put down... Uh, Rome, is this when Israel is going to come into all the fulfillment of all the Old Testament prophecies? And instead of Jesus answering their questions, he basically said, it's none of your business. It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. In other words, there's some things God does not tell us. Remember what the prophet Isaiah said, his ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Now, In time, God's going to reveal these things to us. But at this juncture, the Lord's not going to give clarity on all of that. Some people are still asking this question. 
Lord, when? When are you going to make all this right? And that's not for you to know right now. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12 says, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Uh, so there, there's some uh, ambiguity now. There's some obscurity now as I look through the glass, as I look through the mirror. I don't understand it all perfectly because I'm not seated where God is. See, I'm bound in time. There's an interesting phrase here. He says, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons. Uh, That's a phrase that's found other places in Scripture. But have you ever considered the difference between times and seasons? They're different. Uh, why, Why say both words if they're identical, same thing? Time is linear. It's like a line. It's marked by birthdays and anniversaries and events. We live in time, don't we? We live on a timeline. That's how we think, a starting point, an ending point, and points between. But seasons are different than that. Seasons are not linear. Seasons are cyclical. Uh, we, we run out of summer and into fall, and out of fall and into winter, and out of winter and, praise God, into spring. And these seasons come and these seasons go. Uh, They're not always marked by exact dates. Oh, you might think of it in relationship to the calendar, but uh, God's in charge of the seasons. He started the seasons. He controls the seasons, Daniel says. Please don't miss this. You may know where you are in time, but you do not always know where you are in God's season. Uh, You may count a birthday or an anniversary, but you don't always know the season of life you're in and what God's preparing you for in the next thing. This is the power that you cannot have. It's the power of perfect knowledge and is only held by our all-knowing God. In fact, did you know that the word that he uses for power in verse 7 is different? It's a different word than the word he uses for power in verse 8. The word that he uses in verse 7 is the word for authority, his right, uh, the right to, to know and to decree That is a power that is held only by our God. But as surely as there's a power that we cannot have, praise God for this, there is a power we must not miss. And what is that power? That power is the power of the Holy Spirit. That power is not authority that belongs to God. It is rather enabling that is extended to us. It is literally the power of his presence living inside of us. God's power is given not to get every question answered. God's power is given so you can get his truth told. God doesn't give his power so you'll be something or so you'll know something. God gives his power so he'll be glorified and so he will be made known. You see, Holy Spirit power is available everywhere, near and far. Listen to the verse, Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. He said this power will work wherever you go. So wherever you are today, geographically or circumstantially, you have the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't miss that. Now, this Holy Spirit power is at work every day. Notice he said after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. After means a definite time. What was that time? It was the day of Pentecost. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, that's a definite place. Once he comes to live in you, he came to indwell every believer on the day of Pentecost, and he came to indwell you on the day you trusted Jesus as your personal Savior. Paul said, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. So the Holy Spirit of God is available to us everywhere and every day. 
This is a power that God extends to every one of his children. And what a tragedy that we would miss it. A few chapters later in Acts chapter number 8, there was a man named Simon that saw the mighty power of God, and he said to the apostles, give me this power. I want this power. And then he even offered them money, and they said, your money perish with you. You can't buy the power of God with money. I want to say to you today, you can't buy this power. It's given. And you can't have it without being thoroughly right with God. There is no substitute for the power of God, and there is no shortcut to it. You can't hype the power of God, and when it comes, you can't hide it. Because, friend, the power of God is the power of a real person, the Holy Spirit living inside every Christian. So maybe like the disciples, you've got some questions that you haven't got answered yet. And you've got some things you're wondering about and concerned about. Know this, that's a power you can't have right now. But there is a power you must not miss, and that is the power of the Holy Spirit. As we listen to the teaching from our Savior about the Holy Spirit, we can be confident that we are learning from the one who is the personification of truth. We hope you'll make your way to our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and search for helpful resources with more teaching about the Holy Spirit. You'll find podcasts, articles, and full-length Bible messages that will deepen your understanding about the Holy Spirit. Also on our website, you can click on the events link and follow Scott's preaching schedule. If he is preaching in your area, he would love the opportunity to meet you. Once again, thank you for joining us today. We hope you'll share today's podcast with a friend and make plans to join us next time on Enjoying the Journey.